This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Hammers Unrestricted Podcast in association with the Big Heads Media Group. This is a brand new show where we cover everything West Ham. We're going to be giving weekly reviews of matches, as well as looking into games coming up, chatting to fans about their views, and discussing whatever West Ham news there is in between. I'm your host, James Woods, writer and editor of WestHamZone.com, so be sure to check us out for your latest West Ham news seven days a week. I'm joined today by my good friend, Jimmy Lyden, how you doing, Jimmy? Okay. Yeah, all good. Thanks for asking. Been a good week, and of course, the main event of the weekend: us beating Spurs. <laughs> so very happy, Hammer here. Antonio back in the side. Good to see him back, wasn't it? Well, I mean, we can always say if as long as he's fit, he's always good for us. Like it's all about keeping him fit. That's the magic word. So he was missing, obviously, for Sheffield United. We didn't really miss him too much there because of the main man, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> of course. And, uh, you know, Lingard's hit the ground running. Some of us didn't predict that, myself <laughs> being one of them. Not, I did not set up camping him, uh, hitting the ground running. But look, he's coming in, he smashed it and happy for him. Let's start with that, actually, on that. So I, I remember a few weeks ago, I was I was working, writing my articles, and uh, I, I was seeing rumours going around that we were linked with Lingard. And I, I think, I've, did I ring you or text? I think I rang you, didn't I? So I gave you a call anyway and um, said, oh, Jim, Lingard's coming in. And if you could just relay for me word for word what it was that you said, that'd be brilliant. Look, I, I didn't want it. I said, is his attitude right? Is he past it? He's going to need a month or two to get back to what he even was. Solskjaer doesn't fancy him. So, I mean, I did compare him harshly to some of our other free loan moons that we've had in the past, i.e. Samir Nasri, uh, which hasn't aged well. I just want to interrupt you there, Jim. I think you went one worse. What was the Englishman? Who, Who was the Englishman, sorry, that you compared him to? I'm actually, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> you said it's like signing another Jack Wilshere. <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> yeah, I do. But, mate, honestly, you know, he's at the ground running, isn't he? I, I didn't think he'd be this good. This, he's been insane. He he's been unbelievable. Been I've been reading a lot this week about how he's bringing in a winning mentality into the squad and how he's one of the first to train and one of the last to leave and just how the whole morale around the club is different. And I think him coming from United, you know, he's really got a point to prove. I said this to you before. It's easy to say this now, <laughs> now given the fact that he's played four games, he scored three goals, he won a penalty against Sheffield United. It's, it's easy to say this now, obviously, but I think he really has got a point to prove and he looked really happy, hasn't he? Which is the main thing. He's, yeah, well, and he's really benefiting. Like you said, he's attitude spot on. He's hungry and he wants to play. We've looked at, well, we played Spurs of the week and they've signed Bale on loan. He doesn't look as hungry. He's on his holidays. He's playing golf. Uh, so it's all about attitude and these loan moves, they can go wrong when they come from big club, big name. Um, but you know what? You can just tell. And you could even tell from before he even kicked the ball, the fact that he went straight in to the side. Yeah. Not, not on a sub. There was no, 
in bed and time. He went straight in. And then that's when I knew I was in trouble with my terrible <laughs> shout. And you know what? In football, you get things wrong, opinions especially. But to be proved to be so wrong in such a short amount of time, it's been three weeks since that happened and I've been mugged off completely. But on the flip side to that coin, very happy that he's doing well. Yeah, I mean, he's got a cracker, didn't he? I mean, even the celebration was great, wasn't it? I mean, the, the first one came in at the Irons, obviously I love to see that. But do, do you think they planned that one, the band? Do you think that was planned already? Or? Oh, I don't think they were just vibing off each other. I think <laughs> I think that was pre. I think that was pre-planned. But yeah, we might as well start with the Spurs game then. Um, yeah, let's go for it, mate. I mean, so as we said, it was good to have Antonio back in the side, um, scoring after four minutes. I mean, Bowen does really well for the goal, actually. I think that's a cracking ball he's put in there. Well, I think it's funny. I've seen in the week people have saying Suchek fouled. I think it was Regulon on the left back, and I just, yeah. just clutched at straws there. I mean, I didn't notice it at the time. I was obviously, I was buzzing and stuck it oh, in. He... I, I didn't actually notice it. And looking back, I mean, he puts him on the deck, but. I think it's a pretty much a case of you win some, you lose some. Obviously, I know the red card did get turned over against Fulham, but, you know, he was wrongly given that. And whereas this foul, this is probably more of a foul than what was against Fulham. But it wasn't a foul. And the goal stands. And like you said, Bowen, quality delivery. And he does have that. I mean, I think he was getting worked hard that first half, Bowen, with Regulon Son yeah. in covering. But... You know, that was quality ball. And he does have a quality left foot. He give him a bit of space. He can do that. I'd be worried, you know, being a Spurs fan. Like, Antonio had so much space. And there was no one near him to get the rebound. He just stuck well, it I think I, I watched that and they've broken it down. And I think they've said four nails makes a run to the front post. Lucas doesn't follow him. And then that draws Dyer into no man's land. But... I don't know. I, I think it's Paul from Dar. I think he lets it go over his head. He's got to do better. We'll move on shortly anyway, mate, to the to the Suchek incident. So um, Spurs get a corner. I think it was around 20 minutes into the game, whatever it was, and ball gets put into the box. He goes up for a header with Davison Sanchez, um, mm. takes one on the head. You can see straight away he's on the floor holding his head, straight back up again to block a shot. Didn't obviously know it till afterwards that there's Clara everywhere, blood pouring out of his head. I mean, what an absolute warrior the bloke is. He's been unreal, hasn't he, since coming in? I mean, he has been unreal since he's come in. I think he's 25, I've got a stat here, he's played 25 games, eight goals. I yeah. mean, that is just unbelievable. And they actually timed how long he was off the pitch for, and it was seven minutes. And I don't think Moyes even looked over to his bench. He was waiting until the final second to get Suchek on the pitch because he's that important for us. Oh. And I honestly, I think... He could have been off the pitch for 15 minutes and he still would have waited because him and Rice in the middle, they just have that partnership. I'm looking at depth on the bench. Noble coming in just wouldn't do the same role. So, happy he got back on and, yeah, it didn't look too serious anyway. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think I, I saw a stat earlier on Scout that says he, he's won the most headers in the league. Um, it's, it's in the high, well, the mid to high 200s he's won now with his head. Um around 30 or 40 ahead of second place Oliver Oli McBurney at uh, Sheffield United. I mean, so he's in a league of his own there. And he's also given away the most fouls in the league. So, you know, obviously we say he's not a dirty, malicious player, but it shows that tenacity to his game as well. And that he is going to, you know, foul when he has to. And I just think, like you say, he's such an important player for us. I can't believe we got him. I, I don't understand how no one's seen him or picked him up before. The only stat he can beat off of <laughs> this year. Uh, but yeah, I... Look, 
we'll get on to later with the recruitment and things like that from yeah. Czech Republic, but they do just go under the radar. And the thing is, there's a lot of big clubs who have to sign established players who need a bit of a name. Otherwise, they will be ridiculed. And we're in a nice in-between where we can take a gamble on a few of these promising players. I think he was Czech player of the year when we signed him or he right. won it immediately after. And we can sort of have these little gambles and this one's paid off. Yeah, I think it's spot on, mate. Like I said, we'll get on to the uh, transfers later on, but let's, let's go back to the game. So the second goal, uh, Jesse Lingard started the second half. Now, I, I think the way we've started both halves in this game is really impressive. We started quickly, we've come out at yeah. them. Compared to the game earlier in the season, all right, I know it's a, it's a different Spurs that we were playing on Sunday to the one that we played earlier in the season. I mean, they came out and they hurt us, didn't they? We were 3-0 down in the first 15 minutes. But we just didn't give them anything for the first half. Well, I say the beginning of the first half, the beginning of the second half. We made sure we took control of the game. I mean, Lingard, it's just ridiculous what he's done there. Weak foot across the goal. That's a World Cup winning goalkeeper in goal there. I know he's not having the best time at the minute. But the way he's put that in to his far post, I think was unbelievable. Would you make it a goal? Well, I mean, he's a World Cup winner, but he's not saving that. Even in his, on his best day, it is just a superb strike, clean as you like. And yeah, my boy Jay Links uh, <laughs> coming up with a goal. Uh, didn't have any money on that, but um, yeah, I'm just... what a strike. I was surprised they were checking for an offside. I didn't understand that. I thought it was quite a clear goal, but I'm glad they got to celebrate it twice anyway. I couldn't work that out myself. I think I think they were seeing if uh, four nails had touched the ball. And, you know, thank, oh, right. thank God he didn't. Thank God he didn't get a touch of that ball. If he'd taken that for Lingard, that might have gone Rose Ed. Not like for now, he works hard, but he's not a finisher, is he? Not to dig him no. up. <laughs> I think that's all. I think when you go on YouTube, I think any player with a montage you expect, and he's got some incredible highlights from La Liga, and I thought he'd be able to play the Isle of Needle. I thought he'd be chipping him with a few more goals, but he hasn't provided that, but what he has provided, like you said, is the work, and you trust him to play on that sort of left attacking mid, left wing, to yeah, cover yeah. and help the fullback. His and, legs you know, in the middle, isn't he? His legs, yeah. guess about. He, he, him and Cresswell, they play well. And yeah. Yeah. Solid. But so around 15 to 20 minutes after we went 2 0 up, uh, we did concede a goal. Gareth Bell came on, and by the way, I thought he was class. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just saying it. I, I think that's probably one of the best he's played this season. He was brilliant, wasn't he? He was a menace down the, down the right hand side. Yeah. And look, it's on his day, if his attitude's right, he, he does have that in the locker, but that's always the question. Does he Is he up for it? Is he going to die for the shirt? And I don't think he is. I mean, if you look at their form, well, his form, I think he scored in both Europa League games against Wolfsburg. Yep, you're right, yeah. I mean, so he's looking promising. He's looked lively again. But it just wouldn't surprise me if Mourinho drops him against their next game, Burnley. just wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't get, he hasn't been able to get a run of games. You know, obviously we're unrestricted hammers and not unrestricted spurs here, but it is a strange one with him. Isn't it? I mean, he's, he's he's gone off to Madrid and he's won everything. He's obviously one of the best players in the world. And, you know, he's come back and I, I think he came on against us, didn't he, in the first game and they were 3-2 uh, up at the time. And he went, he danced around a couple of the players at the back, made him look silly and he, he put that one wide. And he's, mm. I feel like that gone in, I think his whole season would have been different because... Obviously, we wouldn't have come back into that game. We'd have still lost it. it wouldn't have been a three-all draw. But 
I just think he's been ever since then. His head's just been down, isn't it? But... That's just sport. There's defining moments, and the margins are so small, and yeah. he just sticks it wide. And you know, Lanzini goes down the other end and smashes one in. <laughs> but there we go. Um, People won't know this, but we've got a couple of good mates that are Spurs fans. Hi, Steph and Brad, if you're listening, and they, <laughs> they've been getting a lot of stick this week, and it's not going to stop here, boys. Mind the gap. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so moving on uh, back to the Spurs goal. So Bale's come on, like we said, and he, he's been class. He's been dancing around, playing some good balls. He put in a good corner. Um, disappointing to to lose a goal, concede a goal to Lucas with his head. I think the near post as well. I mean, Cresswell's just let him go, isn't he? Switched off. Can't imagine Lucas has scored too many with his head in his career. But it's right at the front post and he is stuck it in the top corner. You can't do anything about it. It is sloppy from Cresswell. But it happens. It happens. I've been buying into it this year where obviously I'm doing previews for every game. I'm doing reviews for most of the games with with um, working for West Ham Zone. And I'm, I'm sort of reading these stats all of the time and I'm... I'm, I'm seeing what we're good at and what we're bad at in a lot more detail than I would have done previously. So we've scored more goals than anyone set pieces in the league this year. I think everyone knows that by now. We're, we're really yeah. good at set pieces, but we're really good at defending them. But we're very good at defending set pieces. I mean, obviously, Ogbon has gone now. He's, he's going to be out for, we don't know how long. But Dawson's come in. He's been excellent. I think Diop as well, who we'll get on to, played really well. But we don't concede from set pieces. We've conceded from two set pieces all season before that, and it's the joint best record in the entire league. Oh, really? Is that the stat? Wow. I, yeah. It's one, it's one of those things, you, it, it sort of goes unnoticed. I'm not thinking how many goals we conceded like that, but it is important, and it does add up at the end of the season. So It's one of the keys to yeah. our success is our, you know, sternness at the back. And he's, he's brought in Stuart Pearce, he's, he's brought him in... Um, Back in back in August, sorry, last year, and he's obviously uh, said a few things to the pack line and got them to sharpen up a bit. But you know, it, for me, it was really disappointing to see us concede. When, whenever I see us concede a corner or concede a free kick at the moment, I don't expect us to concede a goal. I think that's that's fine. I think we're going to get rid of this. So it actually did take me by surprise a bit. And you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't enjoy watching any of that game, especially the last half hour. I didn't enjoy yeah. watching any of it at all. It was horrible. I mean- the stats through 20 shots for Tottenham, four on target. So I think what we've done well, I know they had a lot of the ball second half, but we kept shape and the shots they did have were from long range most of the time. Uh, I know they had chances to score, but we kept them to a minimum of quality chance. So happy with that. Yeah, well, they had one big chance or two, I should say, didn't they, towards the mm. end. So we'll, we'll get on to that. I mean, Kane got the ball down the row. <laughs> By the way, I had a bit of a quiet game. I mean, I'm not all right, not quiet game, but an effective game by his part. He had a couple of shots. He forced a save from Fabianski, but there's two efforts he had. One in the first half of his right foot that he stuck wide. I think Lamella carried the ball really well, actually, about 40, 50 yards and gave it to him and he stuck it wide. And then he had one in the second half of his left foot where he's run and he's um, had a go and put it just wide of the post, which for him, you expect him to hit the target, which again, not complaining, really happy that he, he didn't find it against us. He'd scored something like 11 goals in our last 12 meetings. So, you know, cheers, Harry. But yeah, he, um, he got the ball, broke down the right anyway, put this ball across and you're seeing, I believe, Deli Ali Son, maybe. And you're seeing them two both in there. The ball's coming across and I thought it was in, mate. I thought that was it. I thought 2-2. Going to get a load of stick here off the boys. But Declan Rice gets in there. 22 years old, captain in the side. He's been unbelievable this year, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been unbelievable. And he was, he was running back and 
I think it was Harry Kane, did you say? He had it wide and he was sort of pushing out to the right back spot to cover because we were exposed. And then he just realises the danger. He goes, all right, I'm going to drop off, get back in the middle where I need to be. So when the ball does arrive, he's just there ready for the block and get a touch of luck from uh, her bail shot in the crossbar. But yeah, you know what? I forgot about that as well. Yeah, so the ball came back, didn't it? That immediately happens after, yeah. Same yeah. Sort of base of play. Oh, they, they were saying goal of the season if that goes in. I mean... On, I on... mean, Lanzini... Well, I've already mentioned Lanzini's goal, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Lanzini's goal still would have been better than that. Let's it was just... almost like they wanted them to score, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know why. It's like they wanted them to score. And if, if that goes in, yeah, it's a great goal. But goal of the yeah. season, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that, mate. We've mentioned that Lanzini moment, and I'd like to ask the question to you, because this win feels like such a big moment, but so did that at the time. And which one felt more important to you? Definitely this weekend, 100% yeah. this weekend. I mean, that, that was a big result. At the time, I didn't realise, you know, what we could potentially go on and achieve this season. You didn't, you didn't understand that where we could end up being, whereas this win has put us nine points clear of them. It's put us five points clear of Liverpool and Everton. Even with games in hand, they can't catch us now, Everton. And we're above Chelsea. But we're the, the highest ranked team in London. I'll say it now because I might not be able to say it next week. But this is a much bigger win for me. What about you? What do you think? Uh, I'll have to agree. I think in the moment, if you're in the stadium in the away end, of course, in that moment, that sort of ecstasy, free all. I think in the moment, yes. But like you mentioned, not us going nine points clear. This When you sort of take a breath, you're looking at the week after the bigger picture, this is a huge statement for us going forward. So, yeah, I'd have to agree and say this I mean, week is the bigger you, you and I were saying the other day, Jim, look, we've got we've got this game, obviously, we've had great result, excellent. We've got um, City away coming up, which we'll get on to shortly anyway. That's a big game. We've got Leeds at home. We've got United away in Arsenal. Now, get through the next four Pretty games. I, I, I said to you, to be fair, I said this to you after the Spurs game, so I didn't get to speak to you beforehand. I have felt like, looking at those five games, including Spurs, if we could take anything between seven and ten points, then that is very successful. And I still stand by that now. I do think we can do it. I think we could go on to win maybe two of the next four games and maybe nick a draw. I, we'll talk about City eventually, but I still think that we can come out of these next couple of games. Then we've got nine left. You've got nine cup finals to try and push for the top six. Yeah, and that's... I mean, if we win, we win, we lose, we lose. But what Moyes has done, he's just instilled a confidence. Like in every fan, I, I wouldn't have been saying this last season, two years ago, that we're sort of going into every game and we're giving a good account of ourselves. And yeah, I'd, I'd back us. I'd back us to get that. And you say that winning mentality, Jim. I mean, I'm actually happy for Moyes as well because, you know, you'll agree, he'd become a bit of a joke, would not he? Let's be honest. I mean... He, well... He, Let's, let, I'm not sure what the current situation is on Moyes' contract because I know he got an extension, but they need to sort that out pronto. I mean, just to give the man his props, like he saved us from relegation twice and now he's pushed us to a Champions League spot or a Champions League run. I mean, what more can you do? And I still feel like they're pissed about with his contract. Just sign him up. Sign yeah. him up. Get a project instilled. Do you know how many years we want him? And... That's so, how we're going to move forward. I can give you an update on that, actually. So, um, Oh, grand. <laughs> yeah, here you go, mate. Within the last week, um, they have started speaking about that. 
Um, he has got a demand that he wants to put a new scouting network in place or you know get better recruitment at the club. Obviously, we'll, his transfers since coming back have been ridiculous. He's got everyone in the spot. Music so ears, he'll, he'll only sign a deal if he's going to get that. Um, he has got a year's extension already, which they are going to take up, but it's up to the owners now to get him signed down for another three years. Mm. Which, as you say, mate, give him what he wants. Like, he walks on water for me, honestly. <laughs> the bloke is unbelievable. <laughs> like, I, like, like I was saying to you, I mean, he, went to, he did a great job at Everton and he went to United. I mean, imagine following Ferguson. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's going to be pressure for any man, really, and they're going there. I think it was always going to be a difficult job. And then he went away to Spain for a bit. He went to Sunderland, which look at that club now. Like they're, they're, they're in what league one now. I mean, that's not all his fault. And he saved us the first time. And all right. Admittedly, I remember when he came in the first time and I, it's a bit like a Lingard for you. I said, I don't want him. I said, he'll take us down. I was, I wasn't happy about it. Obviously he changed my opinion on him the first time. Wasn't, I wasn't upset when we got rid of him and went for better Greeny because you're taking a manager which has you know, managed all over the world. He's won the Premier League already. You're thinking, oh, he's never finished below sixth in the table for anyone. So we're probably going to push for the top eight. And obviously that, we know that, that sorry, we know how that ended with him. You know, the amount of money he wasted on players like Alaire, Anderson, you know, I could go on with that. But Moyes has come back. I mean, <laughs> bloke's been incredible. Yeah, Absolutely I think it's incredible. important you talk about his like previous managerial positions like when players sign for a new club it's all about timing timing's everything and I feel Man United wrong time Sunderland wrong time it, it, obviously it's always a risk moving abroad when it's not in your ballpark you haven't done that before so yeah I think West Ham suits him down to the ground um, mm. I think we need the owners we need sort of Golden Sullivan to play that sort of Bill Kenwright role just give him what he needs, better relationships, because he can build us up, and I believe that, as long as we have faith in him. You know what? I completely agree, mate. So, what we'll do there, we're going to leave the Spurs game. I think that was that was quite a fun to talk about, and I wish we could talk about that game every week. Um, I want to get on to some things that have been happening this week, and in particular today. So, uh, it's come out today, I'm not sure if you've seen, that Antonio is going to, well, he's thinking about changing his um, allegiances to Jamaica. Um, obviously, he's never actually played a game for the England national team. What do you think about that? Oh, is it? Uh, did he play under 23s? Has he ever played for us? I don't think he's played at any level for England. He's been in the squad a couple of times. I think um, he was in Allardyce's only ever squad. I know that for a fact. And I believe in March of 2017, he was in the squad for games against Germany and Lithuania uh, under Southgate. But he pulled out of injury, which is the story of his career, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. But yeah, he's looking to. Um, he's been approached by Jamaica, and um, I think he's thinking about it. From what I read in the Telegraph earlier. Well, I'm not sure about this, to be honest. Uh, he'll be linking up with Ravel Morrison, wouldn't he? That would be funny. But yeah. um, <laughs> oh boy, um, no. Nah, for the person, as a person, I, yes, because that's a great honour to represent. Maybe not your first choice country, but second. But I am worried on a personal level. I mentioned at the start of this, I didn't even know this was happening. I was worried about his fitness as it is. And <laughs> it, it, with even more fixtures piled up on him, I think it could end badly. Yeah. I, I don't want to say I agree, but it's a difficult one. From a selfish point of view, you don't really want him to be travelling halfway around the world to represent, you know, represent Jamaica in the qualifiers against... 
I think they play in Mexico in September, I read earlier. That'll be one of his first games. So, yeah, you've got to think he'll be 31 then and he'll be flying, yeah. you know, all over there to play a game and come back. I'm hoping that we have another striker by then, which we'll get onto in a minute. But, you know, his his legs aren't great. There's a, there's a lot of concern about his injuries. And from, like you say, from a from personal point of view, I don't really want him to do it. But, you know, it's, it's difficult for him. He's obviously a really good striker and he's been in and around the England squad a few times. But you're looking at our squad now. We've got Harry Kane, Calvert-Lewin, Danny Ings. I mean, Callum Wilson's played. You've got Patrick Bamford and Ollie Watkins who are both knocking on the door. Tammy Abraham, who's played as well. I've just named just seven strikers, mm. you know, who, who are probably ahead of him when it comes to England. And he's a good player. He, he can play international football, definitely. But I just I don't think he's going to get it for England, let's be honest. Oh, of course. I think that's out of the question. I think that um, ships are a long time ago. With that, I suppose my, my heart's telling me, go represent Jamaica, have a great time, link up with Ravel. I think Baye's there. I've, I don't think they've got a terrible team, but I think that'll be a great experience for him. But then again, in my head, I just want to wrap him up in cotton wool. So They could potentially have him playing up front. They could have Ravel playing as a number 10. And you could have Leon Bailey on the left, like you say. And on the right, you could have Bobby D. Cordova-Reed, who uh, plays with Fulham. Yeah, that's not a bad front four, is it? That's not actually that bad. They could get to the World Cup with that. Oh, well, yeah. And would they be in USA group? Yeah, they'd be qualifying with the likes yeah, of next squad. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that'd be interesting. Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> well, look, while we're on the topic of Antonio and strikers anyway, um, I want to speak to you about Tammy Abraham, who I did mention. Um, I've, I've seen reporting in The Athletic this week that he doesn't want to sign a new deal with Chelsea. So, obviously, this season... Tuchel's come in uh, they got rid of Lampard which is a shame anyway <laughs> so they got rid of Lampard um, they bought in Timo Werner for how much was he? 60 mil? 50-60 mil? paid for him? Yeah. goal scorer got got ridiculous amount of goals in the Bundesliga didn't he? Like, he was great you've liked him for a while I know you have mm. great player Germany's um, starting striker as well hasn't quite clicked for him this year is probably fair to say which again as West Ham fans were not really disappointed about uh, Giroud's come back in now and he's obviously getting goals, which he has always done. I still don't understand why Arsenal fans never rated him. But um, this is something me and you were discussing the other day, right? And I hadn't actually seen this when we spoke last. Chelsea want Haaland. We were talking about where Haaland could go in the summer, weren't we? I had him pegged for City, if I'm yeah. being honest. So Chelsea have apparently put him at the top of their list. They want to sign him. And um, that really? has obviously upset Tammy Abraham. He doesn't want to be there, obviously, if Haaland's coming in, because that's him as the fourth man in the pecking order. So my question for you is, would you have Abraham at West Ham? Oh, in a heartbeat. I think he ticks all the boxes. Mm. And just bring it back to my poor Lingard shout, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 100% when I made that point, I was got the man wrong. But the situation was, we've only got the Haller money to spend and we need to plug gaps in the squad. And that striker role is a hole that we have. Like we've mentioned, Antonio will get injured at some point. We need to sign a striker. Um, so in a heartbeat, Tammy ticks all the boxes for me. Yeah, I, I mean, he's proved it at Villa. He's got Champions League experience, which we'll need next year. Uh, he's a London boy. <laughs> um you know, I, I don't know. Scored, Jimmy. He's Chelsea's top goal scorer this season. He's got 12 goals in all competitions. He's their top goal scorer and he can't get a look in on Tuchel. I feel, you said he stalled his contract. I feel 
he's sort of playing cat and mouse with what Giroud's going to do because he's been yeah. rumoured with a move away from Chelsea for, well, probably since the moment he got there. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think he's playing a bit of cat and mouse. Uh, I did see, I think his contract runs till 23. So, he's got two years. So, he might just, I don't know what is he might be angling for something, but I think any Premier League side would be happy to sign him. Yeah, I mean, I'll take him all day. I mean, last year he got 15 Premier League goals in the end. I checked earlier. He, um, do you remember him being top goal scorer for the first like five or six weeks? He scored seven goals in his first five games last year. He started unbelievably under that. Oh, that was under Frank, yeah. Yeah, he's, he, like, when he had all the young English boys in, didn't he? He had Samuri in there. He had uh, James, all the rest of the mountains even in there. But, you know, a, a few of them have just fallen off now at Chelsea, haven't they? Which, you know, isn't that much of a shame, but is what it and is. And what I'd like about that move, He's 23 years old. And that just, that's what we need to go for. We, we've done raiding retirement homes. We need to get young young players in. That's, that's not what you said you about know, Lingard. I'm afraid he's actually going to turn into Ronaldinho the way he's playing. I'm scared. <laughs> so, yeah. so, mate. So on transfers, as you were just saying, so since Moyes has come back, I'm just going to give you a list of the players, well, you know, the best players he's brought back. So he's brought in Thomas Suchek, Jared Bowen, Craig Dawson, Saeed Benrahma, Vladimir Sufal, and uh, most recently, Jesse Lingard. Now, that is, you know, six, seven players there who all start every game. All right, Ben Rahm is in and out of the side, admittedly, but Craig Dawson, even. I mean, for him I mean, to come on alone, and he's, he's been unbelievable. He's had a 100% record there. I can't think of... I mean, Ben Rama, he's still got a point to prove. I mean, he hasn't lit it up like Lingard has, but he, you've seen glimpses. We've seen I, glimpses. I think with Ben Rama and Bowen, right? So the comparison with those two, I think Ben Rama's actually uh, got more quality about him. He's got a better touch. He's better on the ball. I think Bowen's more direct, and he'll seemingly yeah. scoring more goals and getting more assists, and he's working harder. But I think Ben Rama's actually the more composed player of the two. I think it will come with him. I think we can't write him off yet. I think he will definitely come. He scored a lot of goals last year, seventeen for Brentford, I think. Yeah, I agree with that technically. You, I mean, you could see a few skills he was in the corner when he came on and he was holding the ball up really nice. Yeah, he was um, making centres. That's silly, wasn't he? Yeah, that was the one. That was the one. But, yeah, it's sort of wait and see with him because we've had this with Felipe Anderson. You know, they sort of flare, don't right, always yeah. settle. But that's, I feel like that's wingers, you know. Yeah. Sometimes they just don't settle. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he'll get a few more minutes so then get his head down then he should be able to keep his place. Um, what I'm going to do is move us on now to the City game now tight for time here Jim um, you know it's, it's a big game against City they haven't lost well they've won sorry 19 games in a row in all competitions they've been they've been incredible this year haven't they haven't even had Aguero and I think De Bruyne's been in and out of the team hasn't he I mean they're in formidable form I watched um, Champions League game the other night against uh, Gladbach just look convincing every part of them. Doesn't matter what front three or midfield three you face. It's just that pep system, yeah, and yeah. any team in Europe is going to struggle. I think I'm not. I'm going to say it now. I think the quadruple possibly on. I mean, I think the Premier League they're ten points clear. Yeah, beating Spurs in the Carabao. I think those are two they can win. So it's just about breaking the Champions League who do they're the best team in the FA Cup in my opinion so I think it's on the cards yeah no I can't disagree with that mate I mean I think one player that's come in this season for them been a revelation is Cancelo 
before the season, you wouldn't have put him in over Carl Walker. You would have gone, he's a bit, not lightweight, but he just, he's just come in and he just fills the void of right back and he covers into centre mid mm. so well. And he can just whip across in, he gets a few shots off. He's just an exciting player to watch. Very creative player, isn't he? Um, yeah. That area you say that he goes into, that's where you're going to maybe find a Pablo for now. It's maybe a Jesse Lingard in there picking up, you know, trying to win possession off of him. I think Fernals could actually do a good job on him. Uh, I think he's tenacious and he, he won't stop running. I mean, you know, just, just a quick one before we do have to go. Do you, do you have like a predicted team for the game? I know I've, I'm throwing this on, you know, I know I didn't ask you about this earlier, but... I, I don't what, know. What, what would you do, personally? Would you, would you go five at the back? Would you stay with four? I, I don't know what you do, because we we got... Sterling, he could try and nullify Sterling, bring Fredericks in, but then if we have Fredericks and four now, do we offer enough going forward? Yeah. I don't know. It's a tight one. It's a tight one. Uh, I think we've stuck with this four at the back for so long now. I think that is the set. Mm. Four at the back. So go with that. Rice, Suchek. And then, yeah, I don't know. That's where I'm struggling with the three. I think Lingard, Antonio nailed on. Mm-hmm. And then your wide men, you can take your pick. Probably four nails because he tracks back. Yeah. Uh, Bowen. So Bowen does put in a shift in. So maybe, is that unchanged from Spurs? I think yes, maybe so I, I'll just go unchanged. I, I was going to say, I, I um, obviously, you know, I do the predictions weekly for the team on westamzone.com. And I had I named the uh, the same team. I'm the same with you. I said no changes. I don't think you change that team, to be honest. I've got such a good performance. I mean... All right, we we're back against the wall for the most of the second half. But what do you expect against City? You know, we're not going to have much of the ball, are we? Let's be honest. We're going to be sitting back. We're going to be, you know, trying to soak up the play a bit and trying to stop them, shut them out a bit. And I just think that team the other day proved that they can, you know, take the pressure. So I think you keep the same team. I mean, if everyone's fit and able to go, there's yeah, you just got to make it, just make it about a scrap. You know, that's what yeah. you got to make it, make the game. And look, we done it against Spurs. We rode our luck. And I do feel the way City are so used to working the ball one way to another, if we do sit that deep, take that much pressure, they'll find the holes. Couldn't agree more. I'm going to finish by asking you one more question. Um, what's your score prediction for the City game? You know what, this is the first time I'm coming on. I refuse to predict <laughs> a loss. So I'm going to go 1-0. And do you want to give me a goal scorer? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I'm going to go for big Craig Dawson from the back. Yeah. I like that. Well, thanks for coming on, Jim. It's been great speaking to you today. Um, I'll definitely have you on again, mate. It's been really good. Um, that has been the first episode of the Hammers Unrestricted podcast in association with the Big Heads Media Group. Thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you later.